Soul Recovery is not just this podcast. It is a community. And each month on the first Monday, we get together on Zoom to support each other. I give a topic, then we break into small groups. It's a powerful way to be seen and witnessed and heard and supported through your own soul recovery journey. This is free to attend and open to everyone. Go to the website to register. The next one is May 6th from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Also, in June on the 8th and 9th is an in-person soul recovery retreat in Lafayette, Colorado. This is going to be a weekend of incredible transformation, learning how to use soul recovery in your life and to leave that weekend transformed. Visit the website for more about what to expect and how to register. Enjoy the episode. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and this is the Recover Your Soul podcast, a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life. I started RecoveryYourSoul.net after having profound changes in my life from my recovery of alcoholism and control addiction. I was guided to share the tools and principles of spirituality and soul recovery and help others to transform their lives as mine was transformed. For us to overcome external circumstances, we must first turn the attention to ourselves, focusing on inner change. Outer positive results in our lives will follow. As a spiritual coach, I can support you on your path to make real changes that will bring you a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. Visit the website recoveryoursoul.net to book coaching sessions with me, read the blog, listen to some of my original music, subscribe and receive email updates. I think of Recover Your Soul as a community. Follow us on social media and join the private Facebook group to support each other and connect. I know that together... We can do the work that will recover your soul. Welcome back to Recover Your Soul. We've wrapped up season two, but for the end of 2021, we're replaying some previous episodes. This episode is on radical forgiveness. It's a book by Colin Tipping, and it's from season one. And I wanted to bring it back because it's such a interesting way to look at forgiveness to stop telling the story of how we were wronged and to move past that and into the strength of our lives and maybe what those hurts may have led us to become. So I hope that you'll enjoy this episode. It's different from standard forgiveness. And I will put in the show notes more information about the book, Radical Forgiveness. There's also some really amazing worksheets that can be done with the book that you can find on his website. And if you are looking at your life and something that you're having trouble holding on to and that's keeping you from moving forward, I encourage you to book a coaching session with me and we can look at those particular situations and these particular resentments that you're holding on to to finally let them go, to let those stories go to be your fullest self. So I hope you'll enjoy this replay episode on Radical Forgiveness. Today's episode, I wanted to talk about the idea of forgiveness. And this comes partially because I've been reading a book called Radical Forgiveness by Colin Tipping that we have been studying at my spiritual center and even doing a book study on. And although I'm not going to say that I agree with everything that he says in the book and that I've learned over time to take what works for me and leave the rest in 
any information that I take when I encourage you to do the same in any of the listening that you do to my podcast, take what works for you and leave the rest. There's some key pieces that really fit with recovery work, with spirituality, with metaphysics, with new thought, and as well with Christianity. And the first piece that I really got out of this book and that I also feel like was a big piece of my recovery story was letting go of the victim story. We all know that we're powerless. Actually, we don't all know. That's part of the journey is learning that we're powerless. But that's a big piece of the recovery work to really realize that we're powerless. And sometimes in that powerlessness, it can be really easy to feel like you're a victim in that powerlessness. But that's not true. That what we need to work on is releasing that feeling that somebody is right and that someone is wrong, that you are a victim of those circumstances. And the idea that forgiveness comes from a place of continuing to feel like you were victimized, but you're going to go ahead and say that it's okay. That's very different from what I feel recovery work does and true deep spiritual work does, which says all you can do is look on the inside. The work that you can do is to keep the focus on yourself and to do the work of that to change that story. So most of us have situations that have happened in our lives or hurts that happen in our life that become a really deep story about how we were hurt. And over time, that story actually morphs and changes and can potentially grow into real hardship of an identity. And what it's doing is it's laying the foundation of our underlying core belief about ourselves. Our subconscious belief that we are not enough, that we are not lovable, that we're not smart enough, that we aren't deserving. We all have some underlaying belief structure that comes from shame and from fear. We have a story that we tell ourselves. And then what Colin Tipping says in Radical Forgiveness is that our subconscious and our world will continue to bring people and events into our lives that model that story. Because our job as a human being, spiritual beings having this human experience, is to be given opportunities to remember who we are and to heal and to grow. So when we start to change how we see things, Instead of being a victim in it, but that it's an, a growth opportunity, a learning opportunity, then potentially we see what those underlying belief structures are and begin to change those and get closer to our spiritual self, to our higher self. And this reminds me a lot of how I feel that the 12 steps works as well which is to work through that process of really understanding that we're powerless over everything around us and to come back to our center, to ourselves, come back to the leaning on our higher power instead of leaning on our ego mind. 
Because when we're in our ego mind, it's all too easy to get caught up in the idea that it's not going our way, that people aren't behaving like we want them to, that anything that's happening, whether it's people driving down the street or software not working right, or somebody didn't pay us back the money that they owed us, or that you know, we didn't get invited to a party or, you know, whatever those things are that happen in our lives, we can take on the burden of being victimized by them. So where do we use these steps to change the way that we see things? So this podcast isn't going to even begin to go into the depth of Colin's book, Radical Forgiveness, but just the basic concept to start to question or be curious about that he lays out there is this part that every situation that happens in our life, every person, every encounter that we have happens to help us to see the beauty of who we are and the realness of who we are. And those sometimes are not great situations. So how do we change from feeling like what is being done to us is really being done for us? I loved another book that was nothing and no one is against you. And yet we go around the world in general thinking that everyone's against us. What if we just changed our mind about that? And so the forgiveness doesn't start to come from a place of feeling like you're going to graciously allow somebody else's misdeeds to be, quote unquote, forgiven. But what if you can change the way you see it to acceptance that the way that it is, is okay? That potentially the learning and the growth from each person in the situation is really where the forgiveness comes. And I think ultimately, one of the things that was talked about a lot over the weeks of studying this book is the forgiveness to ourselves. So when we sit in a situation and we're judging ourselves for the way that we feel about it, whether we're feeling hurt or angry, those are valid feelings. But to not hold on to those feelings... And then to be gentle to yourself for the situation and be willing to look internally and ask questions such as, why is this triggering me? What can I learn from this situation? How can I see this situation differently? To start to maybe recognize that the viewpoint in which you see it may not be the viewpoint that everyone sees it. Where is God in this? Where is spirit in this? And when we take it out of that concept of being wronged and have a more whole view of it, a larger vision on the scale that encompasses both parties or all the parties and the hurt that is felt by all people, can we see it differently? Does it feel different? Colin also talks in this book about energy blockages. And that if you have emotional energy that isn't released, that has to go somewhere. And so that can often come out in physical pain. And it comes up, are you feeling hurt by a loved one? And sometimes your chest hurts or your 
your throat feels tight? Where in your body are you holding those emotions? And if we're willing to sort of restage, relook at the situations from a higher perspective, are we willing to let go of those emotions? And as we let go of those emotions and try to see everything is happening in just the way that it's supposed to turn out, can you feel the change that happens in that body part? Is there a release in the tension in your chest? Is there a release in the tension in your throat? There's a saying in recovery, do you want to be happy or do you want to be right? And I think that there's such an important peace in acceptance. And I feel like the forgiveness is more about accepting what is. It's more about allowing for the world and the emotions that we have and the situations that are happening to just be exactly what they are without wanting to change them and asking where higher power is in it. And as we do that, there's an internal shift about the story. And potentially there's the awareness that our subconscious has brought about situations and examples to point to that underlying belief. In the 12 steps, when you do your moral inventory, the fourth step, and you actually take the time to write down the resentments and the places that have been holding you back or the the memories that you have, both the things that have happened to you and also the things that, that potentially you did in your life that continue to hold on. And you work the process of trying to look at it from different perspectives. The first perspective is your own hurt perspective. And Colin Tipping does this as well in his book of then, then what's the next, next step? Can we look at it from the other perspective? Can you see where you may have gotten the ball rolling on this? Can you see where you participated in the situation? And once we start to see like, oh, yep, I, I get in the middle. I had a, I had a situation just recently with my family again, where I triangulate because I'm trying to protect my oldest son who in my non-recovered self got really involved in trying to change the situation of, of how he and my husband related to each other and the inequality that he felt in growing up in the relationship. And so I stuck my foot in there all the time, trying to change how my husband interacted with him, trying to change the dynamics, trying to make everything be equal. And if I look back and I think I was involving myself in a way that only made it harder and worse for everybody. So even recently, my kids are in their 20s now and live far away. And um, my younger son and my husband had been talking about getting a tattoo, that they would get the same tattoo that would kind of represent their experiences together. And my immediate thing that I did without even thinking about it was to jump in and say, well, isn't our older son going to get that tattoo as well? And don't you feel like you need to include him in this? And I didn't even recognize that I was doing it. And it ended up creating some chaos and some hurt feelings. 
And when I step back and look, I have to forgive myself. I have to realize that I'm trying to change the situation. I'm not allowing it to be just as it is because I've already made a decision about how I think everybody is going to react in that situation based on back pain, previous experience. And if I look closely, I can see that a lot of those previous experience pains came from my sticking myself in there and trying to manipulate and change the situation to what I thought was right. The three of them were able to work it out. And truth is, I inserted myself in a situation that was not even mine to deal with. And so when I look at that from the forgiveness perspective, how was that situation another opportunity for me to look at my subconscious? And my subconscious thinks that I have to fix it. That it is my job to make sure that everyone's okay, that the situation is okay, that everyone's feelings are okay. Because if, if everyone else isn't okay, then I can't be okay. And so those situations come up to remind me that I don't have to be involved on that level, even for something as simple as a tiny tattoo. Now, I could tell myself the story that I am kind of a victim in it because I was trying to be helpful and they just rejected my help. And I'm having a hard time even thinking of like the victim piece of it. But in the past, I would have I would have created a whole story that went with it, that then I'm not listened to and that and that if they just listened to what I was saying and doing that, it would all be okay. But what I really see it was another opportunity to remind myself to check in and see what is mine to be doing and what isn't mine to be doing. My older son had not called me or talked to them and said, I hear they're getting a tattoo and I'm I'm being left out. I came up with that all by myself. No one was encouraging um, the situation except for me. And so I, I have this gratitude now of this ability to kind of look at a situation even as silly and simple as that and just remind myself like, yes, the more I do this work, the more I look at these situations, the more I ask myself the questions of what I can learn from this, the less it sticks as a resentment, the less it sticks as a hurt, the less that energy is blocked in a way that is going to do long-term damage to me, either emotionally or physically. And in the book, Radical Forgiveness, what Colin claims is that if you're able to do that shift easier and faster, that healing can come of multiple varieties, emotional and physical, but that the radical part of the forgiveness is that there is nothing to forgive. It's about acceptance, radical acceptance of what is. And sometimes that radical acceptance of what is, is a radical acceptance of ourselves. I was in a situation recently where we were supposed to say things that we we're grateful for about ourselves and how curious it is that it is hard to talk about ourselves in a positive way. I could easily talk about my friends and all their positive attributes, but it can be much harder for me to stand in front of people and say what I appreciate and love about myself. And that's an opportunity to look at myself and say, hmm, what, what does that mean? 
What is that core subconscious belief that is still in there that is holding me from a place where I can love myself that deeply, that radical forgiveness and acceptance of myself? And I think that's a journey for all of us. So the 12-step process, the recovery process, the spiritual spirituality, even quotes from the Bible about forgiveness feel like a foundation of releasing the pain. And the idea that the more we work on being able to accept and release those feelings, the less that they come into our lives. And the more that we release them, the happier and more peaceful we feel and the more potential for happiness and abundance and health that we have in our lives. There's all kinds of stories that you hear and Colin Tipping has some in his book about people being held back by by a story that they're telling and that it ends up holding them back in a in a physical or financial way. One of the stories is about a woman who had a great resentment over a financial situation and that she was having continued financial problems. And that when she was able to really look at her core beliefs of not being valuable and work through the forgiveness process and try to see what had happened to her as being a gift that almost immediately the phone started to ring with opportunities for her. And there's all kinds of stories about that in the world that we are holding ourselves back, but we don't even see it. Another thing he said in the book that um, I had not heard before, but I really like was an Indian tradition where you could complain about something and be a victim about it three times. And after you had said and been a victim about it three times, then when you would bring it up again, the tribe would say, it's enough. And I, I resonate with that because I have heard myself tell my little victim story. This is, this is what happened to me. And now because of that, this is who I am. And, and this was the wrong that happened to me or the hurt that happened to me that created this in me. And when I read that part, I had such a strong feeling about being done with that, that I have said those stories more than three times. And if I've said them more than three times, I am not being willing to do the work. What I want is I want someone to agree with me and I want somebody to be on my side and I want to be the victim in it. I don't want to be the victim. I want forgiveness. I want peace. I want comfort. I want to be willing to do the work on myself so that those stories aren't victim stories. They could be a chapter in my life. And if somebody asks a question, it changes in how it's presented and I'm ready for that. One more story. I had last year, last October, I was sitting on the beach with a friend for our annual beach trip and was telling the story, one of my victim stories. And I had this deep realization that that was the last time I was ever going to tell that story, that it was done. And it was such a profound feeling to really realize that I didn't need to ever tell that story again. And I want more of that. I want more of being able to let go of those pain body stories. And I do feel like reading this book, 
and again, take the parts that work and leave the rest helped gel some of my tools that I've worked on from recovery and as well from metaphysics. So I hope there's something to take from this, as I say, one nugget to take to move forward as we work on the forgiveness for ourselves, to letting go of those stories that are holding us back, to releasing the pain body, to accepting what is, and to counting on our higher power to know that we have all the tools and all the strength that we need to do this work to bring us to higher happiness. Thank you for listening. I hope this episode offered you some tools and guidance and inspiration on your journey to recover your soul. If you'd like some support and encouragement with your soul recovery, book a coaching session with me. When you are ready for change, it's amazing what can be done in just a few sessions with some support. There's never any long-term commitment. This is your personal journey, and I'm just here to be a guide and assist you in connecting with your fullest and happiest self. Go to the website, recoveryoursoul.net, and there you can find out more about me, book your coaching or spiritual counseling session, subscribe to receive our email updates, listen to some of my music. I have some originals and I've had various bands over the years. You can also read the blog that includes stories and insights from the Recover Your Soul community. I want to thank you for supporting the production of this podcast. Every single donation makes such a big difference and you can donate on the homepage of the website. Also by following, subscribing, reviewing this podcast on your favorite platform, you're helping to spread the recover your soul message. I hope that you'll follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and even join the private Facebook group and become part of our transformation community. Share who you are, share where you're from, share your story. Let's all connect. Until next time, namaste. The Recover Your Soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions. It's based on the opinions and experience of Reverend Rachel Harrison. Recover Your Soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability, loss, damage, or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use. Applications or interpretations of the information represented herein. Take what you need and leave the rest.